welcome back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast we chat with and showcase small business owners where we discuss their perspectives, their stories, their journeys, their pieces of advice and sometimes I'll do a solo episodes to share what's been on my mind. Now with me today is Joe, the founder and owner of Bros Brew. Bros Brew is a premier espresso bar that serves gourmet coffee here in the Raleigh area. Joe is actually able to bring his mobile coffee bar to events, markets, and even indoors at various apartment complexes uh, here in the area. And Joe really makes me want to host a party soon so he can set up his bar at my house and serve his coffee. Uh, A bonus with Bros Brew is that a portion of their proceeds are donated to local animal shelters, which always warms my heart. Uh, We had an awesome conversation, and I know you'll enjoy this episode. But before we hear from Joe, as always, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app and on Spotify. Helps others discover us and continues to promote the small businesses that we showcase. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your support and happy listening. Let's hear from Joe. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation. And to kick us off, maybe just introduce yourself a little bit, um, your company, Bros Brew. Just get us started with what you're about. All right. Well, my name is Joe. Uh, like you had said, the, the owner and operator of Bros Brew. Um, we are open now a little over a year. We officially opened in May of 2021. I am originally from New York. I moved here actually a little over three years ago. I I moved here July 1st, three years ago. So literally just shy of three years or a little over three years. And I've kind of always been in the the food industry, hospitality industry since a young age. Uh, And then, yeah, I mean, I just, during COVID, this was kind of an idea I had kind of already sketched up prior to everything happening and then after Mm -hmm. losing my job I uh, kind of decided to put my foot in the mud see what happened and see (laughs) how it would go in a sense and I mean I can't complain it's it's definitely gone well it's been treating me well since it has opened and I've I've met an array of people I've made some great networking people like networking skills I guess you could say uh, just the variety of people I've met since then it, it's it's pretty cool and it's always interesting to see the people you meet each day because I always tell people it's it's great option because I, I myself won't get bored because my my mobile bar is always traveling yeah my coffee shops popping up in different towns daily I mean one day I'm in Cary one day I'm in Durham I could be in Sanford the next doing goat yoga but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, an interesting and fun business. There's never a dull moment for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I can definitely relate to a few points there. So side note, I'm from New Jersey and my husband and I moved down here summer of 2019. So similar, similar timeline okay, nice. as you, which is awesome. And then virtual coffee, this podcast was also my kind of COVID project. Um, and I've, I've kept up with it as you have with Bros Brew. Um, so for those who might be, you know, unfamiliar with your business, what do you do? What's the, what's the mission of Bros Brew? What's kind of the, the structure? 
All right, so we are a full service um, coffee and tea bar, basically, and it is an actual bar. Most people will always think, like, when I, I pop up somewhere, they're like, "Oh, I'm looking for a truck." It's nope. It's a it's a hand built bar. I didn't built myself. Uh, nice. It's got full running water and electric through it, and basically, um, like I said, we offer uh, teas and coffees, uh, handcrafted, all freshly made in front of you. Offer over 10 plus flavors, we variety of dairy, non-dairy milks. We do all types of events, really, from basic pop-ups, weddings, corporate brunches, grand openings, baby showers, really whatever you can use coffee for. And mm-hmm. we don't just do coffee itself. If you have a bartender at the event, we could always team up with them and offer coffee cocktails or if oh, there's yeah. a lot of or a lot of children or it's um just a summer event we could always do smoothies uh and uh, kind of like frappe type drinks also and uh flavored teas and lemonades and then so nice. kind of the way the i came up i guess you could say with the name bros brew it's actually and my logo it's based off my dog brogan which kind mm-hmm. of also explains the mission of bros brew so um brogan himself is a rescue i rescued him when he was about four and a half months old um he was not in the greatest condition and so i've had him now he's 11 years old and as he's gotten older i was kind of always like uh, i've always been in the animal world i guess to say like helping rescue animals or help take care of animals anywhere i can in a sense yeah. so i was like kind of to immortalize him in a sense he's still with us mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get mm-hmm. wrong but just to, <laughs> just to kind of for how much he's helped me in life, I, I wanted to kind of do something to kind of always remember him. So what we do is we actually donate a portion of our um, profits every quarter to a different local shelter in North Carolina. Uh, yeah. And um, we we always try to give back in any ways or we'll even do pop-up events for no charge for any type of like adoption event or we even try to host them like I work with all different apartment complexes throughout the triangle and surrounding counties and I have done multiple events with them where we we are in the process of trying to do multiple dog adoption events but we've done pop-ups and stuff um kind of like resident appreciation where we also will do funding uh donations for different rescues as well that's so sweet. I I love I have such a a portion of my heart dedicated to rescuing animals, especially dogs. I have two rescues of my own who are currently sleeping by my side as we chat. Uh, mine's, is... mine's dozing on and off staring at yeah. me talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that you give some of the proceeds back to shelters that I'd always just brings so much more meaning to the business, in my opinion. And um, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've heard of or worked with um, Rescue Me Candle Company yet. They're in the area. Um, I yes, love, I, love I them. I spoken with her and stuff. Okay, and yeah. discussed things with her online. We've never actually done a pop-up together okay, yet. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it is bound to happen soon in the future. Yeah. But she actually, I believe, when I first, before I was even open and I was just trying to get my name out there, I had done an Instagram giveaway. And I believe she was actually the, the winner of the Instagram giveaway. Oh, nice. So that's kind of like how I first started getting, talking to her in a sense. Mm-hmm. And we have discussed like anytime she's uh, knows like of an event that might need coffee, she yeah. has reached out to me and stuff like that. Or I've reached out to her as well when I've done these larger pop-up events at apartment complexes, if she's mm-hmm. available to come out also. 
we haven't had a chance to work together yet, but like I said, I'm pretty sure it will happen soon. (laughs) Yes, please. I would love that part. I would 100% be there. Please let me know if that ever happens. I love Rescue Me Candle Company and clearly am am a huge uh, supporter of your business too. I just love that giving back aspect. And um, thank you for explaining the name Bros Brew because I was chatting with my husband before we hopped on to record and he was like, oh, what's the, why did he name it Bros Brew? I was like, great question. I'll I'll ask him. People people will always come up and be like, so who's the brother? I'm like, nope. Yeah. I I, I figured that would probably be, or even I get people thinking they hear brew and they automatically think, because they'll say, uh, they'll say, Bros Brew Bar, and they're like, "Oh, so you serve beer?" I'm like, "No, no, it's it's a right, bar. right, but yeah, yeah." <laughs> yes, it, it's always I explain to people. That's why, like, his lo- my logo is um, mm-hmm. a sketch I have done. I did for him because I originally, when I was in college, I was going for uh, graphic design, so I had oh, a small okay. background in that. So I had designed my own logo and everything for the business. Nice. So I was like, explain to people, no, his name's Brogan, so Bros <laughs> for sure. That's what he looks yeah. like. And everything. <laughs> no, like, I love it. Has a whole business named after him and does nothing. He just sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, it gets, hey, it gets the conversation going with the name. Oh, 100%. Wonderful. Yeah. No, what a lovely mission. And I kind of want to dive into a little bit more of the logistics because it always fascinates me. I know you mentioned you may have had a slight background in the food industry, but, you know, when you say, when you have this idea for a mobile coffee bar, did you, know how to get the coffee, make the coffee? Like, what was that learning path like? Did you partner with someone um, to get the the beans or, you know, however that process works? Just dive a little bit into how you got like the logistics set up initially. So, I mean, the, I, I can't take credit for the idea of the actual mobile bar myself. My, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law's good friend up in New York where we're from actually opened up something just like this a couple of years ago before COVID. And I just saw like how well they were doing and everything like that. And I was like, I was always like, oh, that's, that's a great idea. And down here, uh, like I said, I was always in the serving industry. I was working at a um, coffee shop for a, sh- uh, a short period of time uh, mm-hmm. during COVID and everything. And then kind of, uh, well, I was there about a year. And then once I lost my job with COVID and all that, I, I kind of was like, hmm, let's let's kick this this idea into action like i said see where mm-hmm. it can go and i just started really just getting my name kind of out there on instagram just had the instagram page i didn't even have the bar built yet nothing like that and just trying to see like an idea of if people would like something like this and it it did seem like it was something that people had an interest in it didn't seem like there was really anything around this area that that was like this or not many if there was there was only like one or two that were the actual bar and not this trailer that has to pop up outside because mm-hmm. a lot of people like that idea as well if if it's downpouring raining i don't have an excuse to cancel on you i i cover right. everything up and roll it right inside it in a sense and uh that's that's why i was like i really liked that mobile idea in that sense because there wasn't that much and mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was going towards that food trailer thing uh like career in a sense during covid i mean and and it's a great way to make money and it it does do well but i was like let's try to be a little different if we can so i was like let's let's do this and i knew i could build the bar myself and the only thing that would really cost the money at the end day was the machinery um and then just really figuring out like you said finding a roaster and stuff like that Mm -hmm. honestly i just started reaching out to a couple roasters in the area emailing them 
I ended up one of the first roasters that had uh, got back to me. He actually, he no longer owns the coffee shop. He had sold it uh, several months ago, but it was, uh, it's called Benelux uh, Coffee out in Cameron Village. That's who I actually get my beans roasted from. So they're okay. lo- they're roasted locally right in downtown Raleigh. Um, he is still a roaster. He had sold the, the coffee shop to go to roasting full time. And that's, he had just sent me some samples out and I tried it and I was like, Ooh, I like it. And then I, I went and visited the coffee shop. Cause I was like, let me see like how it tastes in the coffee shop experience type thing through a full, like nice commercial machine. And, and I was like, I really enjoyed the coffee. So honestly, it was like one of the first people that reached out to me. I was like, it, it just, it clicked. We worked well. Yeah. And uh, that's like, so I've, I've worked with him since getting my coffee and everything. People seem to really enjoy it. I always say they enjoy the flavor notes and stuff like that. And it does have like a nice chocolate flavor in a sense. So it's, it's not too bitter for especially people who don't enjoy. Well, I don't want to say chocolate flavor, but um, like, Mm-hmm. It's just not bitter, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always I'm always the worst at explaining it, which is probably not <laughs> good. But because <but laughs> I think more of my cold brew in a sense when I say the chocolate, like my because people always think my right. cold brew. They're like, yeah, cold brew is very bitter. I was like, I'm not a fan personally of cold brew. Sure, even sure. as someone who like I that's my first, like people look at me like you sell coffee. I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest. If yeah, just because I sell the product doesn't mean I have to like <laughs> everything about it. Like, right? I hate right. I hate pumpkin spice, but. Guess what? People love it, and it's my it's my preference that I don't drink it. But people want to buy it; they like it. Guess what? I'm gonna make it available for them. Yeah, I love that you um you really partnered with a local roaster. Like I love when local smaller businesses leverage that community in the area. I think that's such the the right way to go. Um, And you touched upon like quite a few things in there that I that I like. The first being that you kind of just started the Instagram at first. To me, that's doing user testing and see if seeing if you have that like product market fit, which yes, is in my opinion, the hundred percent right way to go. Um, and then also the fact that you just started reaching out to roasters. And to me, this is a theme that comes up on our podcast is that a lot of our small business owners, such as yourself, you really just, you have the idea and you just take it step by step and you just need to start somewhere. Like there's never a, magical formula or like a magic trick that anyone knows how to do. It's just being confident in your idea and taking the step forward to success. And I think that is just very honorable and admirable is that you were able to have this idea and go for it. Cause that to me is the hardest part is taking that first step, at least in my opinion. I don't know what, it, you know, I don't want to speak for, for you or your experience. But. Oh no, it was hundred percent was. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it was a big, especially during COVID a time when the world is shut down and I'm like, nobody really has a job. No one's working. And it's like the little money everyone does have. I'm, I, I'm I myself, including like I'm taking to invest into this business where I literally yeah. could lose everything in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I had plans drawn up for the bar, everything. And I was like, even at the end of the day, I didn't even look at those plans. I just, whatever. I just took the wood, just started cutting and nice. I just built what I built. And I was like, yeah. I got pallets off of Facebook for free, power wash them, sand them, whitewash them afterwards. Like some of the materials I had already from being in construction as well, most of my life. Um, Cause prior to moving down here, I had a small handyman business for a little over five years. I mean, I've been in construction most of my life as well. Mm-hmm. My, my father has a construction background. My mother has 
a restaurant hospitality background. That's why I'm <laughs> very well versed in both in a sense. But yeah, so I just I kind of was like, let me build a bar. And then once I kind of built it and got that going, I was like, okay, this this is a thing, I guess. We we're gonna mm-hmm. make it happen. Yep. And then that's and then I just once it was built, I, I started reaching out to people. I like just even just offering a free pop-up service, like not even asking for any type of deposit, just to kind of see like how it went. I did a small pop-up out in uh, Apex. It was early May, I believe, of last year. And then my next, my second event was the Man Expo, actually. That was my only second event I've ever done. And the first pop-up I did, I maybe had like six, seven people come out. I mean, everyone enjoyed it. They liked it and stuff, but it wasn't, I mean, it was what it was. I wasn't really expecting anything at the end of the day. I didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect. But then I did the Man Expo for the two days. And it that's when I think I really realized that I kind of had something a little different or more unique because the woman that ran the show was even asking me, can you come in earlier? All the vendors want you to come in early so they can't coffee before they set up. And then like I, I just, I would always have a line and I'm thankful for that. I mean, it pays the bills, but mm-hmm. it definitely... Uh, it, it was just, it, it did let me like kind of see like, wow, this is something that I can go with and definitely is the right way to go and stick with it. I just have to push and push. Yeah. And then that's when I started to reach out because we were still in COVID kind of at that time too. I mean, we kind of went back come November time. We, I think we went to what was that like second, like almost shut down in a sense, not really, but back to everyone wearing masks 24 seven. Mm-hmm. That's when I like kind of when that started letting up again, I started reaching out to the apartment complexes. And I think that's really what helped me get my name out and like really get out there because most people are still even till this day, a lot of people are working from home. And what's better than you don't even have to you could literally get up off your computer chair in your pajamas, hit the elevator button, go downstairs and get a handcrafted latte that you can go that you would have to get in your car and drive down the road to to go to a coffee shop. It's I'm bringing that experience to you. And I think that's what a lot of people really enjoy, even if it's not this this wedding or this ex- extravagant event. It's just something as simple as, oh, I can come downstairs and get this handcrafted drink versus the monster Keurig they have sitting in the mm-hmm. clubhouse type thing. And and, and people, they, they really enjoy that. And I think uh, our apartment complexes really have noticed that, that I work with, that they enjoy it because over – Probably 80% of the apartments I've worked with in the last year, I am there monthly or bi-monthly at least. Oh, nice. Nice. And I've gotten such a well clientele and customer base just from there alone. Like I said, I've even worked with a couple of uh, apartment complexes I've worked with. We've set up like um, resident appreciation events, like I said, where we've had other vendors that I've contacted to come out that I've worked with that I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to bring in people that... Hey, you, I know you're a small business. I'm not going to charge you to set up, but we're doing an event. We want to see how it works out. And I mean, it, the first time I did it, it was over at Lee House Apartments and it it was great. I mean, it wasn't anything amazing, but mm-hmm. all the all the vendors that were there, they all said they did very well with themselves and, the, and they were kind of happy with it, especially not having to spend money to be there because being a small business owner, a lot of these pop-ups people don't realize you have to pay for it, and some of them aren't cheap. So yeah you go to these things hoping you make money and sometimes it's it's not even due to your doing sometimes it the people setting up these events are booking multiple vendors of the same product so Mm, now that's that tends to and it's like 
you have no control over that. And, and it, it's nothing against your business. It's just someone might have stopped to the other jewelry place or the other photography place before they got to you. And some people I feel like don't realize sometimes you have no control over that as a business owner, but we'll take it to heart or take it personally. And right. you can't, it, it's nothing like people aren't judging your business. I'm thinking any way. It's just like you say, it's, you just have another competition there. And that's why I would say it's best to just be friendly with all your, your small businesses, get to know each other because it's the best way to get your name out there. You just, you mm -hmm. talk to each other, you recommend each other because that's how we all make money at the end of the day. If, if I always, I was taught at a young age at one of my first jobs that there's no point in bashing your competition. You should always praise your competition because at the end of the day, people are going to go where they like. They're going to go where they enjoy. They're going to go where they get good food, drink, or good service. And not even that, just the great hospitality. Sometimes the food yeah. or the drink might not be the greatest. It's it's the conversation. It's It's the meaningfulness that you get there. It's just the connection with the person at the end of the day. It's not just a cup of coffee. It's that conversation you might have with that person. And I've simple conversations. Oh, like, how's your vacation? How, how's this? Like, just because I saw them last month and I knew they were going away and just normal con conversations like that. But then I've gotten into deep, meaningful conversations about mental health with some of my uh, customers at these apartment complexes. And, and it's just, it's a connection. It's not just a cup of coffee. I mean, anybody can make a cup of coffee at the end of the day. It, yeah. It's, that's what I truly enjoy it with the traveling part is because I am meeting array of people constantly. It's, I'm going to the people. They're not coming to me. So I get to see more of a variety, more of a array, make more of a connection with people. And I like that in a sense because I'm a very open-minded person. I always like to see people's opinions and views on things mm -hmm. and yeah. kind of go off of that. Like my, my biggest motto in life is like, you do you. I mean, mm -hmm. it, at the end of the day, we come into this world alone and we leave it alone. So I believe you do what you have to do to make you happy, but it, if something doesn't really, if it's not affecting you in any way, there's no point in letting it bother you. And I just feel like it's like I say, it's, it's a great connection sometimes with these customers because you never know where the conversation is going to lead. Like I said, it could literally just yeah. be, Oh, how's your day? How this, or it could be this meaningful conversation that you don't know that person really might've needed that day in a sense. And to me, it's just another conversation, but to them, it could have been, wow, I needed that that uprise or uh, oh you know i needed that little pat on the back type thing like you you never know like that's why they always say even just holding a door open for someone can can make someone's day and same with just just a small conversation with serving a cup of coffee i think can mm -hmm. can make someone's day as well or just change change how people think or go upon their day i appreciate your perspective on that because you're very focused on of course putting out a good product, you know, building a great bar, but also the experience that you're providing people. Cause to your point, you're going to them and it sounds like you're very much focused and prioritized, just creating an overall good experience. And to me, that's the essence of any reason we choose something right to go to like your coffee shop, for example, it's like, because you provide such a good experience that people want to support you and talk to you and get the experience. I really like that. And I can hear the passion in your voice when you speak to that. I also think just going back to what you said earlier, going to the apartment complexes, that's such a good idea because I find a lot of the mobile businesses, no matter what they're selling or providing, really stick to uh, like the markets and like the, the fairs. But I love that idea. Like that's 
unique. You often don't see mobile businesses like that at the complexes. And I think that that helps you stand out. That's, I just think that's really smart. That's a really good yeah, business no, like, move. I, a lot of people have said that, like when I go to these, and that's why I say like, it's even more unique that I'm not this truck because a lot of these food trucks, it starts downpouring or it's scorching yeah. hot outside. And I even tell my customers when they come, they're like, oh, you're not a food truck. I'm like, no, I don't want to be outside in this heat. Or I don't want to be, I'm like, uh-uh. I mean, yes, down the road, I might get a food truck, uh, make it a coffee truck, but I enjoy being inside in the AC yeah. if I can. I mean, I do do outside events plenty of times, outside weddings, outdoor pop-ups. But that's also why I like, I like it in the sense is that I can be indoors because I have had weddings where they've planned to have me outside and they're like downpouring raining, but mm-hmm. they can just squeeze me in a corner. I just need a basic outlet and I'm good to go. So it, it is nice that I have that, that option very easily to go in and outdoors, that it's not a big process. I literally just would unplug it and everything's on wheels on the bar and it just rolls. That's um, yeah. And a lot of people, I think also like the aspect with it, with the, um, like I said, the apartment complex, because it is more unique because you, you get your basic food trucks. Nobody really has seen a coffee bar going to yeah. a apartment complex. And there's a lot of residents who also say they enjoy it because 90% of the time that a event is happening at an apartment complex, it's in the afternoon or at night. So this kind of caters to a lot of these people who I go, there's some apartment complexes I get to at seven in the morning, six in the morning to set up. So I can start up serving by 8 a.m. so they can grab a coffee before they leave. And, yeah. and they enjoy that because they're at work when that sometimes by the time that food truck that came for lunch or early afternoon is gone. So I have had people or like, nurses that work the late night shift they're they're coming home and they're like oh this is great i can get a cup of coffee well just what i need yeah, yeah. And, and they'll even say like I, I don't ever get to really go to these events so i think that's also um more unique in that sense is that it, it does cater to a different array of people at these apartments who don't get to um really experience the events depending on their their jobs or their lifestyle and things like mm-hmm. that who might not be at home during the day or at night but are passing through early in the morning and stuff yeah, no, that's great. I I really like that experience you're creating and the, the thought that you put into it as to like why you're going to the apartment complexes at what time, like very, very well thought out. Does your bar and setup fit in like a residential home? Have you ever set up like for a party in a house or is it more <laughs> larger venues? No. So it's funny you actually say that. So there is uh, an apartment complex actually out in Fuquay called Abode Geneva, and I believe that is the name of it. They mm-hmm. are, they're actually homes. They're not, they're not town homes. They're not apartment buildings. They're actual homes from one bedrooms to four bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they did a Coffee with Cops event with okay. the Fuquay Police Department in, I want to say it was like early spring, maybe late winter. And they didn't have their leasing office built yet. So they had me mm. set up inside of their show house, their showroom. Well, the, yeah. the showroom, which was just a house. And right, right. It, it does. The way I built it, it fits through a basic standard door. Nice. Like it, nice. you don't need a double doors, nothing. It fits through a basic door. The only thing is if there's multiple steps, I, that's the only thing that would stop me from really getting sure. to a house. Um, sure. I do have ramps for like smaller steps and stuff like that, that I could do if I needed to. But yeah, we we rolled it right through the hallway and I set up right inside of the dining room area. Didn't have to move the table or nothing. 
uh, like I said, the bar is really itself is not big. It's only about five and a half feet uh, long and about it's a little over two and a half feet wide. Nice. So it's really it's really not too big when it comes to it. And it, it really don't I mean, it weighs a little, but it's nothing too sure. heavy because when I built it, I knew I would be moving it myself uh, 90% of the time. So mm-hmm. I, I made it so it was easy to move around and stuff. Like I said, it fits in most elevators for the most part. It fits in as long as the decent size elevator or it's an all service <laughs> elevators too. I've done multiple events where I've had to go up and down elevators and stuff like that. I, I mean, it just fits, but it fits. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's great to know about the houses. Of course, depending on the step situation, that's understandable. Yeah. But, but that's because we could always like, I, I could set up in a garage. I could set up sure, on your yeah. back patio. I mean, yep. I did a baby shower yeah. um, about a month or two ago and I just rolled it. I, I rolled it right through the grass into the backyard. They had a bunch nice. of tents set up and I was set up in the grass. I mean, it's, it's the nice thing about the bar. It's versatile. So I, I can make it work in a lot of spots if I need to. Like, yeah. It, or it's easy to compromise like okay it's not going to work here but we can quickly put it here instead and it's still it's not going to take up much room or you don't have to move really anything nice now i want to throw a party just to have you there cuz it just <laughs> sounds i love that like and it also in my opinion like really elevates the party experience cuz it like think if you're a attendee you're like wow like there's a person serving coffee here like how cool is oh, that yeah. i i like that a lot that's awesome if it's an outdoor party type thing, I, it's not, yeah. you have kids, a ton of kids there. Like, so we could do smoothies, flavored mm-hmm. lemonades. Like for the baby shower I had, uh, we had offered, um, besides the coffee and teas, we also had, um, flavored strawberry lemonade as well. But yeah, it's like all different stuff. So you can also offer things to your non-coffee drinkers as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So throughout, you know, our entire conversation here, you have been giving tidbits of advice and really great advice, but just wanted to ask you directly, do you have any specific pieces of advice for those who are a small business owner or want to kind of jumpstart this idea in their head? Any specific or that that like one or two pieces of advice that you'd want to give fellow small business owners? Kind of just go for it. If if it's something you're truly passionate about and really want to do, and it's not just like, oh, I just let me try it out, and I might get bored of it after the day, but it's something mm-hmm. you actually kind of care about and want to do, just I would say go for it. I mean, there's 100% going to be so many people out there that aren't going to think that it's it's going to do well or might not support you. And even the people that your family, friends, and it's not always even a negative way. They're just kind of making sure that in the long run you're you're in a safe spot financially and you're not going to put yourself in a hole or something like that but i would still say just go for it but always always expect that that negative from the negativity from people but not even people yourself like as a business owner i think that's we're probably harder on ourselves than anything because yeah we we feel like all right if we have a bad week or a bad pop-up like okay, did I, did I make the good, right decision? Was this worth it? Maybe I should be doing like, and I feel like every small business owner, especially in the beginning stages of running a business, it's something that will always pass through their mind. But then you got to remember, like, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days as a business, just like any business. I mean, mm-hmm. multi-million dollar corporations, they have their good days, their bad days. It's, it's just getting through it and figuring out, okay, things that work, things that don't work. And I'm always someone like I'm big on like trial and error. Like I'll yeah. test the product out. Like, oh, let me see if I'll 
like recently I started selling coffee soap at my, cause I like at most of my pop-ups, I'll have a little like, gift shop area where you can buy mugs, beans, or even like, like I said, now I'm offering soap. And like I said, I just bought a couple uh, things of soap from a local uh, person that makes coffee soaps. And I was just like, all right, let's see how they sell. I mean, they sold well, but it's, I was like, I wasn't going to go buy 20 million boxes of them. Let's <laughs> sure. see if it sells. Let's see how people kind of like it. And I said, okay, this this type of markets bring them. These type of markets don't bring them. Like the apartment complexes, people love it. If I'm doing an outdoor an outdoor market, like at, at a, a an a fair, or let's say a park, I'm not going to really bring them. A because there's most likely another soap person who's hand making their soaps themselves. So I don't want to take business away from them. Mm-hmm. And B it's I can offer a different product in a sense I can bring more mugs or uh, I could like accept like anything in a sense any type of gift shop thing that you'd see at any type of coffee shop in a sense but yeah I would just like I said back to you were saying like giving that advice is just just go for it like I said you'll it, you're gonna have your your dark clouds your bad days but at the end of the day if you truly care about the business and enjoy what you're doing it's it's worth it even if you're not making millions it's 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 a slow climb and I mean Mm-hmm. I even told myself from day one, no business really, I feel, does very, very successful to at least almost their two to three year mark after mm-hmm. like with your startup costs, things like that. I mean, you run into struggles throughout things you weren't expecting to happen for sure. I mean, I myself have ran into plenty of dilemmas throughout this, but you just you get on with it, you figure something out and you work your way around it and yeah. keep going at the end of the day. No, it sounds like you've just really stuck to your passion and to your point, you're testing things out, see what sticks, you know, that trial and error aspect that you were mentioning and you're just taking it step by step. And it's something that as long as it's something you want to do, right. And you're passionate about like, that's, that's what really matters. And that's what really gives you the fuel to keep going through the good and bad days. So yeah, love that advice. It's very helpful. Yeah, no, like I said, it definitely, it definitely has helped me out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Those, those tougher days for sure. Especially someone like me, I, I have a million hyper fixations where I'm like, oh, I want to start this business. I want to start <laughs> this business. Oh, let's yeah. try this out. But I can honestly say like, this is something where I, I do enjoy doing like, yeah, I had a con- nice. uh, small, like I said, a small handyman business, but even that, like, that was just something I, I, I'd done my whole life. I knew I was good mm-hmm. at, and I knew it could make money, but I enjoyed doing it, but I didn't really really enjoy doing it sure and, like versus this it's like i wake up and yeah i might be miserable for the first couple minutes like, ah, do i really want to do this pop-up but by the time i get there and like i really start talking to people i'm like yeah no i, I like it's it's worth it at the end of the day right it's those yeah. connections you make like once you're in it it's it's yeah. worth it yeah yeah i can relate to that yeah. nobody nobody wants to go to work in the morning let's be exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i think Especially everyone because can... most of the time i don't get my coffee until i'm serving 90 yeah. percent of the residents <laughs> because it's like okay line's gone i can make myself a cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point that's very fair <laughs> um wanted to jump to the future of bros brew any goals milestones plans uh anything you want to share with with the audience so, I mean, we were actually in the process of getting a second smaller mobile cart to do smaller type pop-ups, a bar that kind of collapsed down. It's very easy to move around. And sadly, after the house I've been living in for since I moved here, is was no longer available for rent. So I mm-hmm. had to then take a large chunk of that savings and put it towards finding a place that was suitable for 
me and my business, not just yeah. cost of living. I have to find something that I can, A, I find up to my standards to run a business out of just cleanliness wise, like make sure the house isn't falling apart and things like that. But even just in this market, finding a home was very, very hard, applying places and things like that. So that was that was a rough one, but I, I found a place. And then sadly, as uh, <laughs> well, I decided to start moving my my truck that I use for moving my bar and everything, decided to take a uh, take a take a crap. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we I originally when I first with the moving, when I had to take out the large chunk out of my savings for the second bar, I was calling it Bros Junior. We had started a Kickstarter to kind of hopefully get some of the, the funds to uh, finish off uh, purchasing the bar since I had used a good amount of my savings for the actual finding a place to live and things like that and the moving. Yeah. But then after everything with my truck now, I actually turned the Kickstarter into kind of like just keeping Bros Brew going at this point. Yeah. I did. I mean, I'm still doing my apartment complex pop-ups and stuff, but I did just for this, the month of July and August, I, I temporarily put a hold on like private events because I don't want to, until I know my vehicle situation, I didn't want to take on a job and then A, ruin someone's special day and then also give myself a bad rep in a sense. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather just take the loss on a job and say, okay, as much as I'd love to do it, I, at this point, I'm not comfortable enough to do it in a sense. But so, yeah, so I had switched my Kickstarter and stuff to that in hopes to maybe financially that. But realistically, at the end of the day, I do plan to still open up. I'm hoping to have a second bar up and going still somehow, some way I'll make it happen by uh, November. Yeah, nice. And then nice. honestly, I do within not like anytime soon, but within like two, three years, maybe open up some type of brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had something in the works like not in the works but like an idea wise of how i would like to go with it there's uh, there's no coffee shops like it like built this way around here so i feel like it, it could be a little more unique as well again and attract people just in a sense because it's not your common coffee shop mm -hmm. um the way it's built the way it's designed and stuff i don't want to give too much details you know yeah have yeah someone go steal my <laughs> idea. yeah yeah no for <laughs> sure wood, but it, it, that is something I would really like to do. It's a, it's a definitely a unique type building style um, awesome. that I think can definitely bring interest to the Raleigh area, um, mm -hmm. especially with how much Raleigh is building up and expanding and growing. I, I think it definitely uh, can make a unique experience for some people. Thank you for sharing some of those plans and looking forward to seeing where you're able to take Bros Brew and, and the success you have with it. And good for you for pushing through some of those challenges that kind of seem to all happen at once, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But like I said, you have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There's no other no other way but forward. And I think you really embrace that. And it's it's clear through the success you've had so far and just what you've been able to create. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing where you take Bros Brew. It'll be sounds like some exciting plans there. Yeah, me too. I, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. Like I said, yeah. I, even this past year alone, I wasn't expecting to have visited and gone as many places as I have. And I, I am thankful for how well my business has has traveled and gone within the last year, itself, yeah. to be honest. And I, I couldn't do it with a lot of, without a lot of my 
regulars, my customers, my apartments that I, I frequent. It's mm-hmm. I, like I said, I've made great relationships, not even with residents, but the leasing staff at these places. They're, I mean, they're the reason I get brought back at the end of the day is they want me back as well, not just the residents. Keeps going back to the the end-to-end experience that you create. And yeah, that's that's awesome. Joe, the question I end all my episodes with, it's probably the toughest one, but in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can be related to Bros Brew, or maybe it's something we haven't even touched upon yet, but just kind of that first thing that comes to mind of something you're most proud of thus far. Just how far I've come in life, in a sense. Touching back on, like I said, I, I like to the meaningful conversations I have with residents at the time, something as simple as, well, I don't want to say as simple as because it's, it's not a simple conversation ever, uh, mental health. I myself, I mean, I've I've been in dark places my whole life. I've I've dealt with depression for sure. And like I guess if you say that cliche quote, everyone says, Oh, when you adopt a dog, they didn't rescue me. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. rescue them, they rescued me. At at the end yeah. of the day, me and Brogan, we both rescued each other. And I think my biggest accomplishment is just at the end of the day still being here and pushing on in life and mm-hmm. just realizing there's a lot more in life than just your darker days and to be thankful for the smaller things and just really appreciate the small things in life because you never yeah. know what tomorrow holds really at the end of the day. Thank you for, for sharing and promoting that message and just sharing that here and also through through your business and congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far and will in the future. And thank you so much for sharing your story and perspective and advice on, on virtual coffee. Yeah, thank you. And before we sign off, Joe, where can people find you in Bros Brew? Social media, Instagram, your website, shout everything out. So uh, best two ways to tell people. So Instagram is going to be brosbrew underscore. So B-R-O-S-B-R-E-W underscore. That's the Instagram handle. Or you could always visit me at www.bros-brew.com if you ever have any inquiries or any uh, want to get an estimate or for a future party or something like that. You could always uh, fill out the form on our website or even feel free to direct message us on uh, Instagram. And then if anybody wanted to help and support our Kickstarter at the moment, we do have the link available in our bio on um, our Instagram at brosbrew underscore. Awesome. Excellent. Well, everyone go check out Bros Brew. And thank you again so much, Joe, for being on Virtual Coffee. Thank you so much for having me.